0: Hello and welcome to the Agile Recruiter Podcast. It's a platform where I share my insights as a recruiter while also learning from other recruiters, their achievements, and the challenges that they face in the recruitment industry. In this episode, I wanted to talk about working from home. Something that we've all been doing for a really long time. Something that we've all gotten used to. Something that has become the new normal now this wasn't always the case so before we get into our topic of discussion today let's quickly go back to that time now i remember at some point in my last role i was in the middle or just about to close a recruitment drive and that's when the cases in melbourne really started to go up And it was announced that we were going to go into lockdown and as a result of that we had to adopt a completely work from home sort of way of working now at that time to be honest initially we didn't think much of the situation we thought hey this is temporary we're going to be back into the office before we know it so everyone was being really optimistic and positive and there was a sense of excitement in the air. And when I say excitement, I mean excitement towards exploring this new way of working. If you look at the positives, the positives were, Hey, working from home is going to be less stressful. It's going to be more relaxing. I don't have to get up and dress up. I don't have to commute to work anymore. I'm going to save a ton of money on food because the kitchen's right there. And I'm going to have so much time back in my day. Now, that was when we had our first lockdown in Melbourne. Now, coming back to current times, most recently, we've just entered our sixth lockdown. And believe me, it's taken a big toll on everyone. So, and again, don't get me wrong, working from home is great. It's got a lot of advantages, it's got a lot of pros, but it's not all rainbows and sunshines. So, in this episode, let's talk about the disadvantages of working from home and how they impact you as an employee. The first one is pretty obvious that feeling of loneliness and isolation. Now, even if You are an introvert. You would want some level of social interaction. In in our typical day, we have so many interactions that we actually don't think much about or think much of. I'll give you an example. So normally what would happen for me is that when I would go to work, the first person that I would see or meet is the office manager or the receptionist. After that, I'll actually make my way to the office. I might bump into someone on my way there. Once I've put everything down, I then make my way towards the kitchen to make my first cup of tea. And there I bump into more people and we strike a conversation. Like, hey, how was your weekend? What did you get up to? Do you have much on for the week? And now all those conversations all those interactions are gone. So, yes, there is that feeling that you've been left to your own devices. There is that feeling that you that feeling of loneliness and isolation. And as a result of this, that the way that we actually communicate with each other has also changed massively. We're going from face-to-face interactions, from having meetings and boardrooms and conference rooms from just like popping up into someone's office to have a chat or tapping someone on the shoulder or just booking a like putting everyone in a room just quickly bounce ideas off each other from all of that we've quickly gone to heavily relying on platforms like zoom microsoft teams skype whatever your organization uses and these methods of communication These new methods are actually less personal and don't have the same level of impact. And because we've adopted these video sort of conferencing or catch-ups, what we find now is that we find ourselves actually rushing to book time in each other's calendars. And now all of our calendars look like we have back-to-back meetings. even for the most tiniest of conversations because of which it takes out it actually takes on like a large chunk of our, of our time and it it drains us i'll give you an example right so the first video meeting of the day would be when everyone's got their video open when everyone is like, you could tell the energy level is really high. Everyone's interacting, they're joking around, everyone's laughing. It's it's a pretty good meeting. But as the day or as the week goes on, you would notice that the video videos are off. No one's really interacting. It feels more like an information information session by the person who's leading the meeting. And it, there's that feeling that, oh, I just want to get this over with. Let's just quickly wrap this up. And because you're not present, because no one can see you, it's really tough to actually tell that you're frustrated, right? Your manager or your superior can't see this and they can't address what they don't see. So they're going to be unaware of your level of dissatisfaction. Now, I always say don't suffer in silence, but the truth is, a lot of employees actually initially hesitate to reach out to their manager, which could be because of a lot of different factors, such as your relationship with them, the culture of the organization. But you might think that you being frustrated is your own fault, that it's not because that you that this feeling of isolation, that everyone's not on the same page, that you can't get through to people. And because of this, you hesitate. And when you finally do decide to reach out to your manager, the issue at hand has reached its boiling point. Now, keeping all of this in mind, let's talk about working relationships with colleagues, managers, stakeholders, right? So even during these times or during the pandemic, unfortunately, a lot of people did lose their jobs. But there was still a lot of recruitment going on. There was a lot of changes in organizations and people were switching roles to jobs where they felt like they would have more job security. So the scenario would be that you would have, for example, a new stakeholder come on board, a new manager come on board. You would have a colleague come on board who you would be working really closely with and you would have never met these people in person normally what would happen is when they would come on board you would have a coffee catch-up or something and you would tell them your way of working they would tell you their way of working you would be on the same page and you would have a good sort of start to a working relationship but forming good working relationships especially with people you've never met in person can be difficult Employees don't always get to know one another that well, which may make teamwork more intimidating or difficult than it would be otherwise. Like if it's a colleague, you wouldn't reach out to them because you would be hesitant that this would come across as a silly question or a dumb question or what they would think of you and things like that. Or even if it's a key stakeholder and if you're reaching out to them, there is always that fear in everyone's head that that stakeholder would actually reply back to your email by CCing in your boss, which would make you look stupid. My final point would be another obvious one, which is that working from home can actually lead to more burnout in some cases because it's really difficult to switch off when you're at home and you work long hours. And how this starts is, again, like, I'll give you an example. So it's 5 or 5.30, and normally it's time to stop. But you think to yourself, hey, like, at this point, I would actually be driving home. So it's okay if I work another hour. I can get this stuff done. And then you work another hour. So now the standard becomes that you work till 6 or 6.30. And from there... You find yourself working long hours, working more and more. Because every time you're about to wind up one task, you get another email and you don't switch off. You find yourself on the dinner table, checking your work phone, checking work emails. You find yourself spending time with your family while also having that phone. What you have to realize is that the emails will keep coming. I get emails on Saturdays. I get emails on Sundays. I get emails like 2 in the morning. And I think to myself, what the heck is that person doing staying up that long? I get messages on Microsoft Teams on Sundays and at like weird times. But you have to realize, like each to their own, but you have to switch off and be strict with yourself. So this is what I say, right? As soon as the clock hits 5 or 5.30 or it's my time to log off, I shut down my laptop, and I don't check my work phone, right? That being said, again, like if you're, if you're chatting with someone or you're just winding up work, wind up that work and then stop. Because if there is an emergency or if there's really something that your manager wants you to do and they're unable to reach you on your work phone, they will definitely send you a message on your personal phone. They've got your details. So it's not the end of the world. Whatever it is can be dealt with tomorrow and you can do it. So be strict with yourself. Because if you're not strict with yourself in that area, and when you're burned out and you keep on working long hours and you spend less time with family or you spend less time with, like focusing on self-care and stuff like that, it does start to have an impact on not just your professional life, but on your personal life as well, right? Now, there are other sort of disadvantages, such as the the security aspect of it all. If there's cultural changes, how to actually roll those out. Employees do feel like there's less recognition when you're working from home. But in a nutshell, these were the points that I had to share. If there's anything that you would like to add, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn and I would love to hear from you. But for now, this was another episode of the Agile Recruiter. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you.